Rabbi a good Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Parshish, Vayishlach. We mentioned last night, we mentioned this week in the Zoom Shmuz on Wednesday night that we're now holding less than a week before Hanukkah. And we're, this parasha has within also Hanukkah licht in it as well as elements of Hanukkah we'll mention in a second. I do have to mention that this week there was a Levaya of one of the great tzaddikim of our generation, the Mashkiach of the Mir Yeshiva Baron Chodesh, who was the Mashkiach for over 55 years. I know him for close to 45 years when I came to the Yeshiva. And uh, he was not only the Mashkiach when I was in the Yeshiva, he's been the Mashkiach of thousands and thousands of Talmidim. And uh, the Levaya yesterday was a tremendous outpouring of covered a Torah to him because he deserved it and people could not keep themselves away. I myself was very, very careful. I know everyone tried to wear masks. Can't tell you about social distancing. I can't I, I can't uh, give a, a comment on that. All I can say is that I know I stayed away from it. And it's important that we recognize that if a tzaddik leaves the city, like in last week's parish, it says when a tzaddik leaves the city, so it creates a a, a, a lessening of Kedusha. And what we have to try to do is to elevate ourselves and we can learn even one thing from a tzaddik so then we can fix up and we can elevate ourselves and elevate the world. And that's really what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. Aaron, Rabbi Aaron was named after, who he was named after, but he has the name Aaron, which is after Aaron HaKoyin. And if you really want to know who Rabbi Aaron was, he was like Aaron HaKoyin. He was Ayyav Shalom, Rodev Shalom, he ran after peace. He used he knew exactly how to speak to every single Talmud. And we're talking about thousands and thousands of, of Talmudim. And I heard a Maisa that when Reb Nassim Sviz Atzal was Nifter, the Rashiv of the Mary Yeshiv, you can imagine everyone was then it was a big shock. Reb Aaron lived till 90. He was sick the last few years of his life. And he passed away, unfortunately, from the corona. But when Reb Nassim Sviz Atzal was Nifter, it was a big shock, and the whole Yeshiva was in shock. Two days after Reb Nassim Sviz was Nifter, there was a Bukhar. In the Mir Yeshiva, who was getting married, and usually Reb Nassim Svi would have gone, and Reb Aaron found out about it. He was getting married in Bnei Brak. Reb Aaron showed up to the Chasna, like he showed up to many, many Chasnas, and he made a whole matziv. If you knew him, if you saw him, he had a very, very uh, youthful way of dancing, kazatskas, and he would gather Talmidim together, and he would sing, and this is the way he was. He always knew how to make people feel like they're part of the family. And that is a tremendous, tremendous attribute. In this week's parsha, the Vilna Gun says an unbelievable thing. The Gemara says that a Talmud Chacham uh, should not have more than a Shminish Shebeshminis of Gaiva. You should only have one sixty-fourth, one sixty-fourth of the Mida of Gaiva. And the Vilna Gun, they say it over from the Vilna Gun. I saw some place they say the Vilna Gun really didn't say it, but that's what they say over from the Vilna Gun. The Vilna Gun says they learned it out from this week's parasha. Why? Because this week's parasha, um, Yaakov Avinu says, He's speaking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and he says, I'm too small. I really don't deserve to have all of the chasadim that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for him. So it shows that a person should be a cotton, that a person should be small. And this week's parsha is the eighth parsha of the Torah, and the pasuk katanti v'chasadim is the eighth pasuk is the eighth pasuk of the parsha. So the Vilna Gaon says it's a remez that a person should make sure to only to have a shminis shibishminis, like it says it's this, the eighth 
of Parsha and to the eighth Pusik and and Yaakov and Yaakov Avinu, who was a Talmud Chacham, and we saw what kind of brachas Hakadosh Baruch had given it, had given to him. Still, he says, "I'm too small." The concept of Anova, and I think this depicts the Mashgiach, who was a person who he kind of like blended into the yeshiva. People didn't really look at him as being like the mashgiach, mashgiach. He was almost like a friend to everybody. People would come to his house, especially in the later years. He'd have all kinds of people there. And he would speak to them. I myself remember taking a grandson to him a little bit over a year ago for a bar mitzvah, on the day of his bar mitzvah, and he gave brachas. And he was just a kind, good person. So we want to mention him, Zeich Tzadik Levracha. In the parsha. The parsha, the Ramban says, is a template for how Yidin is supposed to go through Golas. Because Yaakov Avinu prepares himself for Esav in three formats. One is Tefillah, he davens to HaKadosh Baruch The next thing is Doron, he gives presents. Like we know throughout the generations, many, many times, the Yidin had to bribe the, the officials in order to be able to maintain themselves in their countries. And Milchama, also have to face, we have to be prepared for battle. Like it says that Yaakov Avinu, he split the camps into two, and he said, if he'll come on one, then it'll be, at least one will be able to escape. So we see that a person, that Klaisel has to have a vision of how we're going to maintain ourselves to have Golos. And the first thing is to know, Rabbi Zayi, the Kayach of Tefillah. The Kayach of Tefillah is what we really have. As I mentioned, the Zoom Shmuz, Someone mentioned that if you want to have a little bit of an additional input into tefillah, in the beginning, before you say Hashem Svasai Tiftach, just say to the Rabbi hey, it's Mendi. Rabbi it's Mendi, if your name is Mendi. Or if your name is Yeshua, it's Yeshua. Or if your name is Yaakov, it's Yaakov. HaKadosh Baruch is listening. Gives a little personal, a personal flavor. And when we have that personal attention, and we have a, we have a recognition that HaKadosh Baruch is watching over us, that in itself is a tremendous, tremendous lesson. In the parish, it says that when Yaakov Avinu sends um, the cattle to Esau, so he tells the shepherds, the angels, or the, the messengers, you should make a separation between the, the crops. I saw that the Medrash brings down that what is this teaching us? As I said, this parish is teaching us all the lessons of how we go through Golas. The major says, Amr Yaakov is there, Kaddish Baruch Hu. Yaakov is in front of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Rebbein Shalom. God Almighty, Imiya Tsaros, Boris, Boris, Albonai. If a lot of Tsaros will be, if Tsaros will come upon my, my children, it means if they, for some reason, God, you're going to see fit that you're going to have to bring Tsaros. Lesavi Aysan Zuachazu. Don't bring them all in like one shot. Ela Harevach Lehem Mitsarosayim. Should make a separation, give a little bit of respite in between the two, in, in between the different sorrows. Yaakov understood that there's going to be a completely complete effect of sorrow upon sorrow upon sorrow. Without any break, it's going to be too difficult for Klai Yisrael to be able to maintain themselves. And that's the lesson that Yaakov Avinu was sending. I know I'm going to have to be with Esau. And Esav is part and parcel of Golos that Yaakov Avinu and Klausel has to go through. We want to tell us that you should have a separation between the between the different Golos. And this is the way Klausel has been throughout the exiles. We see, and as we're going through the corona and going through the COVID, 
and it's not going away from us so quickly, and we hope and we pray it should. We hope and we pray that everyone should be healthy, but these are difficult times. We can't, you know, we can't de- deny the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has created this and that people are having a lot of tzaras and it's affecting every aspect of life. And we should recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he's in the midst of everything, is giving a revach bein eider leider. And we mentioned last night in the Zoom Shmuz, uh, Wednesday night in the Zoom Shmuz, that a vart that the stipler used to say, the stipler used to say over, that the Gemara and Bracha says, that Rabbi Yochanan went to visit Rabbi Eliezer, who was Eliezer, who was sick. And he came into the room and it was dark. And he saw that he was crying. So Rabbi Yochanan said to him, why are you crying? If it's because the Torah that you were not able to complete, all of the Torah that you imagined that you, were, that you wanted to, 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 to complete. So you should know, some people do more, some people do less. So therefore, you shouldn't feel so bad about it. shouldn't be so despondent about it. If it's because he was poor and he wasn't able to support his children, the Zionists, it was difficult for him. So he says, you should know that there's no guarantee. Sometimes the Baruch doesn't give everybody the parnasa in the same fashion. And sometimes people have to live poor lives. And if it's because of the, um, the fact that uh, that the, the the fact that there's the the the, um, the third thing is if it's because of the um, the death it seems that uh, that Rabbi Lezer had lost children which is a tremendous tremendous painful experience Rabbi Yochanan pulled out a bone of his tenth child unbelievable and he said to him I carries I carried this bone in order to be able to tell people even though I suffered a lot we all know it's a cheshbon of a kaddish baruch we don't understand sometimes. Why Tsaris happened to people? I'll mention a story in a second. But let's first complete this vort. The um, and then he said to him, "Do you like Yisurim?" He says, "No, I don't like them, and I don't like the reward." So he said, "Ah," oh. he says, "Now get up." And he was able to comfort him. He was able to give him a bracha, and Rabbi Lezer was able to come out of his illness, come out of his despondency. The stipler asked if Rabbi Yochanan had the koch to heal. Rabbi Lezer, why does he have to go into all the different details of this tzara and that tzara and that tzara? Why didn't he just heal him directly? So he answered that the only way Rabbi Yochan would have the ability to be able to heal him is only if he was able to go into all the different tzaras and each tzara to be able to untie it. Sometimes we get caught up in the tzara and we, we lose sight of everything else that's surrounding us. We lose sight of the fact that, we, okay, might have lost money in a business deal, but I have a family, I have a loving wife, I have children, I have parents, I have friends. Or sometimes there might be some other tzara that comes into, in, into life that you have to deal with, but there's always elements of hatava, of chesed that HaKadosh Baruch gives us. So that's what Rabbi Yochanan did. He really, he literally was able to untie, unravel the tzaras. And once you untie and unravel, especially when you do it with a friend, someone's trying to help you, it lightens the person up. And then Rabbi Yochanan was able to daven for him, and he was able to take him out of his yusurim. And this is the lesson that Yaakov Avinu is teaching us in Golis, that no matter how difficult the times are, and no matter how... Um, much the Yusurim might be there, but we should recognize that HaKadosh Baruch is still being Merachim on us. We should be Zeich Hamir Tz Hashem to the Gula Shleima when we were able to see Tchiyas HaMesim.
Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you for listening to this Foundations Podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you and have a wonderful day. Thank you.